I think Zlatan made an attempt to kind of buy into that. Yeah. But with his personality and his skill set, yeah. he just never really did. And that's nothing to say about who he is as a player. But he just wasn't successful in that environment. And then you saw what Barcelona went on to accomplish, of yeah. course. Yeah. So you can't blame the environment either. Mm-mm. But you can blame the player for not adapting to that environment. Because a lot of times you see players go to teams or they make a jump from a team to another. More so, like, obviously, if they're, like, trying to go from a smaller club to a bigger club. And sometimes they don't work out. And it doesn't even come down to adaptation. It comes down to them just not being good enough. With that one, that's a player that comes in where they should just, like, you are performing. You are doing well, but it's like... He scored a lot of goals. Yeah, but it's like you're not fit for the whole thing just because you're not willing to adapt to certain areas of your game. It's working. It's working. We're live. Footy pod number 39. That's almost 40. It is 39. Scott McTominay number, baby. Casimir got him out the team, boy. It's about time. He held on to it as long as he could. Started playing well when Casimir got there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but then they said, found, nah. some, found some new motivation. But then the five-time champions and winner said, I'm coming. That's what happens, though. You yeah, know? Yeah, you know. Only so long you can, you can hold off a, a man of that stature. That's a fact. What a player. He had to adapt. The baby-faced Brazilian. He had to adapt. No matter what level you're at, no matter how much you've won, you got to adapt when you step into a new team. I see what you did there. <laughs> it's good from you. I'm getting better at it. You know, the intros, <laughs> adaptations as a player. Mm-hmm. I got jeans on today. Evan always be coming and, and looking all uh, – Professional usually comes straight from work, but you know I brought I brought a T-shirt today. Yeah, not a not a polo, yeah. not a button-up. So I felt I had to make myself look somewhat presentable today. Yeah. You always look presentable, man. You know. Thanks, man. It's cozy, presentable. Sometimes appreciate that. Appreciate that. So we're talking about players adapting to their team. Mm-hmm. I think this is an important topic and something that all players should understand because it doesn't matter how good you are, it doesn't matter who you are. You go into a new team or any new environment, if it's the same team and a new coach, you got to adapt to what the pl- the coach wants from you. Exactly. And we've seen it in many instances, many occasions. You can go back through the years and just look at different situations. One that pops into my mind right off the bat, Zlatan, when he went to Barcelona. Yeah. That was a huge signing for them. They got rid of a lot of players to bring him in. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to be a player that was going to like kind of lead the charge with, with Pep. Did that replace Eto? It was the Eto replacement. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Eto went to Inter. Yeah. And they brought Zlatan in from, if I'm not mistaken, AC Milan. Yeah, I think you're right. And that was like 60 million euros. Like that was a huge buy. Like that was a record buy at the time. That's peanuts now. And obviously, we all know, you know, Pep's style of play and what he expects. And of course, you have a player like Messi coming in at the time, Mm. uh, coming into his prime. Yeah, he kind of had to build the team around him. Mm. And um, I think Zlatan made an attempt 
to kind of buy into that. Yeah. But with his personality and his skill set, yeah, he just never really did. And that's no, that's nothing to say about you know who he is as a player. But he just wasn't successful in that environment. And then you saw what Barcelona Barcelona went on to accomplish, of yeah. course. Yeah. So you can't blame the environment either. Mm-mm. But you can blame the player for not adapting to that environment. Yeah, and it was like with him, it literally seemed like it was that. Because a lot of times you see players go to teams or they make a jump from a team to another. More so, like, obviously, if they're, like, trying to go from a smaller club to a bigger club. And sometimes they don't work out. And it doesn't even come down to adaptation. It comes down to them just not being good enough. With that one, that's a player that comes in where they should just, like, you are performing. You are doing well, but it's like... He scored a lot of goals. Yeah, but it's like you're not fit for the whole thing just because you're not willing to adapt certain areas of your game. Yeah. But I think for him it also comes down to probably a little bit of arrogance, you know, like... You could say that, but, yeah. I mean, he's gone on to have still just an amazing career after that. Like, yeah. obviously, he was building a very successful career up to that point. Yeah. And he was probably entering his prime at that point. Yeah. But, you know, even after that stage, I mean, the man's still playing at, what, 42 years old? So Yeah. Just tore his like ACL, got back quickly. Yeah? Yeah. You talking um, about when he tore it at United? Yeah, but then he tore it again. Did he really? I think that's why he's out right now. Oh, I did not know Is he that. tore it again? But then I, I want to say that he came back like – an absurd speed, but he's not playing yet, but he's already like back training and everything. But it was like, I don't know how long, like the average ACL thing lasts. I know science now in the level that they're at, they're getting the best treatment and stuff. But I swear it was quick for that dude. It seemed like it was like five, six months, maybe even four or five. Like it was, it was fast. Yeah. I mean, everyone recovers differently, but even with like, regardless of the speed that you can recover, how quickly your body can, you know, um, get back from something like that you still need the time to get yeah. so probably still even though he's, he's just good a, he still needs to like give it a oh, few yeah, more months yeah. but that's but, just a testament to his his age and how he oh, is oh yeah he's yeah. a monster he's a he's a machine he's like the the new age he's like the old age Erling Holland he's what Holland is now basically yeah i would say Zlatan is obviously a lot more of a complete player yeah a lot more skillful but just in terms of his body type and his um, resilience, yeah, like he's very comparable to an Erling Haaland. I can see that. So we'll come back to him in a second because mm-hmm. I think he's another good example of being able to adapt to your environment. Yeah. Um, but, again, it doesn't matter the level of player mm-hmm. that you're at. No. You have to adapt to the situation. Yeah. And that applies to even the greatest player of all time, Lionel Messi. Cristiano Ronaldo? (laughs) Definitely not. But he's one of them. He's one of them. Cristiano Ronaldo is definitely a player that has had to adapt. Yeah, no, but yeah. Specifically, we can obviously talk about both, but start with Messi. Let's start with Messi. Yeah, okay. So Messi is, you know, just look at raw ability, like Mm -hmm. special, special player. But. He's not just like someone that gets to just go into any team that he wants and just be messy. If you look at when he first came into Barcelona, he had to learn a system. He had to fit into a structure. Yeah. And when you do that as a player, it allows your natural qualities and abilities mm-hmm. to shine. Yeah. And this 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 can this specific example can relate to a lot of youth players now who 
you know, maybe they're very technical. They play a lot of futsal. They do a lot of individual training. They're quality players individually. But then they go out into a team environment and everything is just, oh, the coach doesn't get it. The coach doesn't trust me. The coach this, the coach that. And it's always blaming the environment, blaming their circumstances Mm -hmm. for their lack of success. Yeah. When really they should be turning the mirror towards themselves and asking themselves what they are not doing to fit into that environment, to fit into the structure that, that has been presented to them. Mm -hmm. If you show that you understand what the coach is trying to accomplish, what they are trying to establish, and you have a firm grasp of the structure, there's freedom within that structure. Yeah. And I think that any coach, any good coach will agree with that. Mm -hmm. They want their players, individual qualities to shine, but they have to fit the, the model that they're developing. Yeah. And you got to take care of other response. You got to take care of all the other responsibilities and stuff like that. Like, Obviously, him coming in at a young age, I mean, he obviously grew up in La Masia, kind of like all those, if you look at like Pedri and Gabby now and all that. But even then, like, I mean, you're obviously playing at such a young age for a reason, but I'm sure going from those youth teams and like Barcelona B to then that big team at such a young age, it's like, sure, they know what kind of talent he had, but it's like you have to adapt to the way it plays. So it's like maybe in that Barcelona B, you're able to just dribble around everybody all the time while still doing, you know, some of, like, the basics. But, no, nah, it's like when you get into that actual Barcelona side with all those other big hitters like Iniesta, I mean, they had a lot of people back then, Ronaldinho, all those guys. It's like, well, you got to make sure that, you know, you're in the right spaces. You're one-two touching when you can. You're not being selfish. You're making third-man runs. But then when you get the ball in certain areas, that's when you can express yourself. But if you're not doing those other things first, then you're not going to even be on the field to express yourself. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to is – is can you can you perform the basic duties mm-hmm. and the yeah. responsibilities that are being asked of you? Mm-hmm. And if you can, guaranteed, the coach is going to let you be the player that you are. Yeah. Because that's why you're in the team in the mm-hmm. first place. Exactly. You wouldn't have been brought into whatever environment that you're in if the coach didn't trust the qualities mm-hmm. that you have to offer. Yeah. But do you understand what the team is trying to do? Because it is a team sport. Exactly. It's a team sport at the end of the day. Yeah. So no matter how good you are as a player, you have to be able to fit into that team environment, mm-hmm. into that team structure. Yeah. And so, again, Messi coming up, everyone recognized the qualities that he had. I think every single player in that Barcelona first team, when they saw Messi train with them for the first time, knew he was going to be – the best player of yeah. all time. So Ronaldo took or Ronaldinho told Kobe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They knew it. But if Messi didn't adapt, if he didn't learn the mm-hmm. team structure, yeah. And of course, it's the same kind of model that they were learning in the academy yeah. in La Masia. But it's a lot different at that level. Yeah. And so if he didn't adapt to that level, mm-hmm. he would not have been as successful as he is. Mm-hmm. Of course, he still would have had an amazing career because you can't deny the individual quality that he yeah. had. But I don't think that he would have had that long of a career at Barcelona had he not chosen, had he not made that internal decision to go out there and execute exactly what Pep wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. 
And, and of course, that required a little bit of adaptation on Pep's part as well, right? Yeah. Like making sure that he uh, built the team and the, and, the, and, the, and the tactics around Messi's individual qualities. Mm. But if Messi just went out there and did whatever he wanted to do, yeah, that Barcelona golden era never would have happened. Mm-mm. It never would have happened. No. I mean, I think it kind of compares, like, obviously for everybody listens, mainly soccer players, but there's probably other people listening, but you could literally talk about it in, like, an office sense or anything like that where it's like you get a job, and if you don't do the basics of your job, you're going to get fired. But if you do the basics of your job and that's all you do, you'll still have your job, but, you know, you won't get a promotion like that. But I feel like, obviously, doing your job to the best of your ability, then allows you the chance to actually separate to where it's, hey, this guy's overperforming, but he's still doing all the right things, so now you get a promotion. And I feel like it kind of compares to like that same sense of when we're talking about with Messi in a sense because you could really look at kind of all those players that they have or all the ones that come in, like even like if you're uh, from that kind of golden era with Barca where it's like like Pedro and some of those other guys like David Villa, stuff like that, it's like they were doing a lot of unselfish things because they knew that was what they needed to do in that team. And that, in turn, allowed them to get a good amount of goals, but it just gave the whole team success. 100%. Yeah. You bring up a couple of good points there. I'm going to come back to the job thing. Yeah. But let's talk about, like, David Villa. Okay. Yeah. He came from Sevilla. Was it Valencia? Was it Valencia, Valencia or Sevilla? Valencia. Valencia. Valencia, yeah. The main man there. Yeah. Right? In the Spanish national team, he mm-hmm. was the main man. Bagging the number goals, nine. Man. Scored all the goals. Yep. Uh, sometimes played off of Fernando Torres, but a lot of times was the the sole number yeah. nine, right? At Barcelona, he was not that. Mm-mm. He played out wide. He was asked to like stick to the touchline and make diagonal runs inside. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> at first, like I'm sure that was a struggle for him to mm-hmm. to um, to grasp to yeah. buy into. Mm-hmm. But he turned out to be one of the greatest Barcelona forwards that ever played for them Yeah, in one of their most important er- times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The same can be said of Thierry Henry when he came in from Arsenal. Yeah. And he's talked about it a lot mm-hmm. as a pundit where he wanted to be a little bit more free mm-hmm. and wanted to get on the ball, wanted to, you know, uh, receive it at feet and drive forward with it mm-hmm. and, 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 and kind of create for himself a lot of times. But at Barcelona, he was asked to stay wide, yeah, and and through the build up, stick to his position. Mm-hmm. But once he got into the attacking third, was allowed a little bit more freedom, yeah. and that was difficult for him as well. These are legends that we're talking about, yeah. legends mm-hmm. that had to come into a team and buy into their model in order to realize team success because team success is ultimately their individual success as well. Yeah. Would David Villa be considered the player that he is if he had not gone to Barcelona and won all that he did? Probably not, but I mean, of course, all would always would have been yeah, considered yeah. a great player. Yeah. I mean, just cause of the stuff he's done at the world cup for Spain and euros and all that stuff. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, he, it's kind of like we talked about making that jump as a player. Like that's a perfect example where he went from a good probably like fourth, fifth place team in La Liga to jump into that top team. And we've seen a lot of times that doesn't work. Like you look at Griezmann, 
some other guys that were on another. I mean, he was obviously on probably second or third best team throughout that kind of period, but it was like he tried to make the jump. And I think with him, he tried to adapt at times, but I think he just wasn't able to adapt enough as a player and perform yeah. with it. It's just understanding yeah. the movements, how to move off the yeah. ball, how to get yourself in the right positions mm -hmm. to where your individual qualities can shine, yeah. to where they can stand out. Mm -hmm. um, so then then going back to your, your job reference, yeah, so you're in sales, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, as a salesperson, you can be the best salesman in the world. Mm -hmm. If you don't show up on time, if you don't yeah. make enough sales calls, mm -hmm. if you don't follow the script and, and, you know, try to promote the right things, mm -hmm. are you going to be successful in that position? No. Are you going to help the, the company reach their goals? Mm -hmm. No. And so then from there, if you go and try to move on to another position, another company, are they going to give you a good reference? No. Are they going to, you know, uh, try to facilitate a promotion for yeah. you or anything along those yeah. lines. Yeah. No, probably mm -hmm. not. So <clears throat> it can be applied in any circumstance. Any team, any team that you go into, you got to learn how to work with the team because it is a team game. Exactly. And 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 now we see how Messi's adaptation applies to a whole new environment as well it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas Last year, he went to PSG for, I mean, this is the first time he's played with it, with anybody besides Barcelona in 20-something yeah. years, Yeah, right? You go to PSG, it's still Lionel Messi. There's nothing different about him, mm -hmm. but it's a completely different system, a completely yeah. different way of playing that he's never been a, a, a exposed to in his entire life. Yeah, and it's also just a real, like, I don't see how anybody adapts in that team. I'm not going to lie to you. Up until, like, this past year, because they look all right now. But, like, last year, I mean, I look at PSG. I think that's just a team that's, in, like, I don't think they even have, like, an identity or anything. I think, and, I mean, I obviously, whenever all that stuff went down with him leaving, I think the prime place he sh probably wanted to go was City. But there's only one team in the world that could afford him at that point. And so, like you said, that first year he was there, I know he got kind of injured a couple times, didn't really play in it, but, like, Come on, man. You're going from the midfield you've been playing with for that that long, and then now you're going with this team. Midfield's not really there. you got some forwards up top that aren't staying wide, that aren't doing that stuff. And, I mean, it kind of showed in that first year with them. Well, yeah, and, and, and so with that, too, it's like even if whatever environment that you're going into does not have an established identity, what are you doing to help create that identity for your club, for your team, Yeah. right? And so for him, he's going to a team where, yes, it's Lionel Messi. Yes, you have Neymar there, but who is the team built around? Mbappe. It's Mbappe, yeah. right? Because you can't deny the impact that he makes on games. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to play the same way as Barcelona no, no, do. No. Everything was built around this ecosystem around Messi, yeah. right? 
feeding him the ball in the right places to where he just has to put that finishing touch on yeah. it. Of and whether course, the finishing touch is a goal or an assist or exactly. Yeah. And it was always, you know, right there in the middle of the field, you know, closer to the attacking third where he's in a goal scoring or creating position. Yeah. And what he had to learn with PSG is he's not going to be in those positions as often. And that's why he did not score as many goals, get as many assists in his first year. Of course, he had some injury issues. And, of course, there's just team performance issues that are going to hold you back as a player. Yeah. But what he had to learn was, like, he had to change his game. He had to adapt his role as a player to be able to fit into that team to be able to create a team identity, which did not exist, if he wanted the team to be successful, if he wanted to be successful, because the team's success is ultimately his success. So you've seen him start to drop a little bit deeper into the midfield, Mm -hmm. collect the ball, distribute, right? Like, Like hold possession for his team, circulate the ball, and, and, and so that has opened up the game for PSG to where now the attacking qualities of Neymar, of, of Mbappe, are a little bit more uh, pronounced, yeah. right? And, and, and you see the team starting to click a yeah. little bit more. And, of course, they're playing in the French League, so it's easier to yeah. find that connection, yeah. right, to score goals. But even in Champions League games, they're looking a little bit better. They do look better. Um, Are they going to win it? No, but they look better. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it tournament play is all about just finding your form at the right time. Yeah. And and so, you know, with that said, like, they are starting to find their identity because Messi has adapted his game to be able to fit the current situation that he's in now. Yeah. And – as a result of that, he's starting to get more goals. He's starting to get more assists. He's mm-hmm. starting to look like the Messi that we all know and love. Yeah. So that's the greatest player of all time that we're talking about. I think. <laughs> you might argue that. You might argue that it's Ronaldo. Who but we look also, at a similar situation with yeah. Ronaldo right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, you can look at his even earlier. Like, I think his is – when I think of, like, kind of adapting your game – I think of Messi as well. I think if Messi went to like a Man City, I don't even think there's a need to adapt. Like I think it's just kind of the environment he put himself in there that he had to. But like, then you look at Ronaldo. Like he was, he went from like Portuguese league, at least he's sporting, to just balling out in the game, Ferguson buying him, and then he comes to the Prem. And the one thing he had to adapt there was he had to be smarter with the ball. He couldn't do as many dribbles as he was before because hey like it's a more it's like the, it's the most physical league in the world he had to get stronger he as to get well stronger. Like he was getting yeah. kicked in training yeah. and he and adapted it that yeah. yeah he got better with there and then obviously last player to win a ball in during the prim probably not gonna be another one i mean maybe this year with holland who knows but anyway like talking about him going to madrid is at those years at at manchester united if you look at that player and you look at Ronaldo at Real Madrid, or you look at Ronaldo when he was at Juventus or where he is now, you'd probably think those are two totally different people. Yeah. Because he was – that man was dribbling out there, and he was just doing it all there. And like we said, he went to went to Madrid still young, 24, I think, world record fee at the time. And then obviously you're going to a team that's, uh, that's probably a step up from United at that point in time. And then yeah, there, yeah. It's, you already have like – I mean, you already have all these key pieces there that you're going to. So 
you have the so wingers. At that time, they still had Raul and yeah, yeah. Figo. Oh, did they have Figo? No, I don't think so. He already moved on. I think he was moved on. It, but it was like well, him. Raul was the number seven, so he had to wear that number nine shirt. He wore the nine year. to start, yeah. But he was so he was there, and it was like instead of this guy being the one that is starting out on the wing every game, known as just the guy that's going to take it down the side, whipping a ball or one two to get in or just score like a crazy free kick. It's like hey, now there's other people around you that can do that just as good as you. So we're going to start kind of transitioning you into more of that like that center forward role. Because if you're talking just pure finishers, he's probably the best from like just a scoring standpoint. So I think that's when he started to recognize that, and they did as well. So it's like, okay, now you're not the one that's going to be actually dribbling the ball, beating all these players, but we have players that can do that. Can you just make your movements in the box or your runs going forward, whether diagonal or straight line, straight runs, but now you're going to get the ball. So now your job is solely basically just to finish it. Yep. Yeah. You're going to be the end product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so he did start to transition into more of that number nine yeah. position. Mm. Um, but, you know, then, of course, as his time there developed, they had Higuain, they had Benzema, of course, mm-hmm. um, who filled more of that no- number nine position. And and he, he still did play off the left a lot as, you know, yeah. kind of a second striker. Mm-hmm. But you could see his game kind of transitioning more into that role as a true number nine. Exactly, yeah. And, um, you know, definitely when he left Real Madrid, that's what he became mm-hmm. at Juventus. Yeah. And that was the expectation for him coming mm-hmm. in at United as well. Yeah. And that, know, coming and, back to the club. And that first year, I mean, he did. The man scored 24 goals, led yeah. led the team in goals, yeah. uh, had 18 goals in the Premier League. Like, mm-hmm. he was, he did everything that was asked yeah. of him. And he did a lot considering some of those crosses my boys were whipping into him. <laughs> I tell you what, man, good God almighty. <laughs> he put Messi in that United side. That's still bad. <laughs> he probably would have retired halfway through. Oh, dude, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm getting kicked like this, playing rainy night in Stoke for no yeah. reason. Okay, get me out of here, man. So, I mean, you, you could see as he got older how yeah. his game developed, how mm-hmm. his game adapted yeah. to be able to continue to, like, maintain the level that he, yeah. he was performing at. Of course, he's done an amazing job of taking taking care of his body and, and reducing oh, yeah. injuries. Yeah. Um, but it's the way that he played that needed to be changed the most yeah. to be able to maintain his level at the top. Exactly. And 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 you're seeing another moment here this year where he's got to adapt. Yeah. Right. Like now he's not even considered a first eleven player for the first time in his career, really. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very weird situation at United. The man right. wanted out; they wouldn't let him out. A lot of people didn't want him, which I understand why. And it's like now, like you said, he has to adapt to. Hey, maybe I'm not playing every game. So that's even a whole other side of adaptation. Mm-hmm. It's like. We're talking about Messi and Ronaldo. Now it's mental. Yeah, because we're talking about Messi and Ronaldo adapting to just keep their game at the highest level, which they've been doing. I mean, I think, what, this past two years is the first time they haven't won it in ages. And it's or like, even been on the short list. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that's – I mean, I'll keep it real with you. I don't think they win again, either of them. I don't think they win again. But Messi even, wins the World Cup. I think that he could. If Holland scores at this rate, I don't think there's any way. But he's not going to participate in the World Cup. But that's only one tournament. 
if they go and win Champions League, then it's possible. It is possible. If Messi goes is, far in Champions League and wins the World Cup, yeah, I guarantee it is, he'll at least be yeah, in that top It is possible. Again. Kind of what I was saying is that we're actually getting out of like the old guard and the new guards coming yeah, in. Yeah, of course. And so it's like Messi, for instance, like went to PSG. Uh, Ronaldo went to United. And like obviously the way that our new coach wants to play – it doesn't really fit him because his legs, he just he just can't move like that as yeah. much. So he can't do all the pressing and stuff. So it's like, if you can't, then you're going to have to adapt in another way. So now your role is coming off the bench. Your role is, you know, maybe you're becoming more of like a role model to other players on the team, setting an example and stuff like that. And obviously had the incidents where he like he walked off, but then he obviously apologized for it, probably grew from did it a little bit. Did he apologize, though? He did come out and apologize. I know. I know what he said, he but did. he didn't actually apologize in that statement. He, I think he did. But with, and like that's the thing is like he's, he's adapting in that way, so it's, I mean, he'll probably be gone. I mean, hope, I hope for his sake that we get rid of him in the winter window just so he can go somewhere to a Champions League team and at least play there for a couple years and then – MLS or retire or whatever, but like he has to adapt now into that role where it's okay. I'm coming off the bench. I'm how can I impact the team? Yeah, how can I impact the team? I'll probably always I'll probably play all these Europa League games. So can I play the way that I'm that like I guess the setup wants me to play or the way the tactics want me to play, even though I might not be getting as good a service as I'm used to, even though I can't maybe dribble and run with the ball the same. You just have to kind of adapt to it, like we're talking about. I mean, it's. And it's tough to watch, man, sometimes. Because it's like yeah. you have this idea of these players in your head. Like watching like – He still looks the same. You look like, at yeah, his yeah. face. You look at his body. Yeah, you're yeah, like, that yeah. is prime mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo right there. Yeah, and it's, it's just – But like you look at him play and move and it's like that's not it. Yeah, it's like it's not. And then like this year it's nice because it's almost like they just flopped. Because like they switched. Because it was like last year like Ronaldo adapted extremely well. Messi kind of had a tough time in the French League. Now it's like they're flipped. And last year, as much – even though I'm a bigger Ronaldo fan, I didn't like – seeing Messi not play as much or not performing when I did watch, that wasn't fun at all because you have an idea of what this player can do. It just, I guess, different situations kind of garner different results yep. in the adaptation department. So, it all just comes down to the player. The yeah. Player. yeah, it's, yeah. It's not the team. It's mm-hmm. not the coach. Yeah. You know, of course, you're going to have some coaches that are better than others, some mm-hmm. coaches that have better ideas than others, some yeah. coaches that get more out of certain players than others. But as a player, if you're if you're using that as an excuse and if you're sitting there and blaming mm-hmm. the coach for your lack of success, yeah. That that's a big problem. Yeah, and, exactly. And, you, and you're never going to achieve anything mm-hmm. if if that's your mentality. Yeah. And, I mean, there are even instances, like, if we kind of take it to a youth standpoint, like, there's some people I'm coaching right now, I won't get too specific with it, but, like, they're not really happy with the coach that they have because they had a new coach come in. And it's just from them, it's like, from what I've heard about the coach, it definitely seems like a situation where the coach definitely isn't the right fit. Like, it seems like they're just not good for them at a youth level type of thing. They're just kind of asking me what to do, and I was just being honest. I was like, hey, like, I don't recommend leaving right now. I think that sets a bad precedent for the kid because it's like, hey, you don't like this. Let's just get you out. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's instances where you would need to get out if it got real bad or inappropriate or anything like that. You do have to get out. But what I kind of said is I was like, hey, like a lot of times, especially if they do want to go play at a high level, whether it's pro soccer, whether it's college, whether it's national, anything like that, like you're going to have a bunch of different voices that you have to listen to. So even though that coach might be a bad fit, you can just – adapt how you play with them. So, like, still obviously play how you play, but, like, if they want you to do a certain thing, do a certain thing. But also adapt to, 
like how you're receiving information that they're giving you. You know, like you might have, you might be used to a coach that's not as vocal and is more hands-on, more caring, and that's good, but then you might have a coach that isn't that. So you can't just be upset that that's not the coach you have now. You have to at least try and adapt to that or just make the most out of it and let it like kind of help you for maybe the next situation you're in. So you have a bunch of different voices that you're used to because then if that ever happens again, you've already learned kind of how to adapt to that. So then the next time you get in a situation like that, you're already going to kind of, okay, I know what worked when I had a coach that was like this, or I know what worked when I had a team that played like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. In a sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's like, Every situation can help you as a player mm-hmm. if you let it. Yeah. If sometimes you, you got to dig deep and find out where it can help you because, I mean, yep. sometimes it's hard to find it. But you can definitely find benefit out of almost everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, again, it's, it's are you looking for the light in every situation mm-hmm. or are you just looking for a way out? Yeah, exactly. And if you're just looking for a way out, well, you're just holding yourself back at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. There is something that can be gained from every situation, Yeah, but you have to find it. And if mm-hmm. you're not looking for it, yeah. then ultimately you're not maximizing your own potential no, because yeah. every piece that you can take from every single coach, whether it's technical, physical, mental, whatever it may be, is going to help you in your development as a total player. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the higher level you go, you have to adapt mm-hmm. to whatever environment that you're in. Yeah. And if you do not adapt, the higher level you go, that's going to be the end of it. Yeah. At the end of the day. Exactly. And I mean, I think that's one thing we see with uh with like a lot of players nowadays. Like whenever the one thing I hate like talking about like current players and stuff is when a player tries to make a jump to one of those like major teams and fans are just like, Oh, why'd he do that? He shouldn't have done that. It's like, it's like, what do you mean? Like that's, that's ultimately the goal. So what you tried to get there and maybe it didn't work and you end up back where you were and you start performing again. But you can't, if you look at anything viewers from like, even just like with like real life stuff, like if you look at anything and it's like, Oh, I was, I'm comfortable here. So I don't want to make that jump and try and adapt there or try and find success there then say you stay there. But then at the end of your career, it's like, okay, I had a good career, but what if I went to Madrid? Or what if I went to Man City? It's like, maybe you tried it out. It didn't work. You tried it out, you know? Yeah. And maybe you did try and adapt, but you weren't good enough. But you found that out. If you don't make that jump, it's something that you could, you know, like regret at the end of your career. And you could adapt well. Maybe just that's just your peak, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course, and and obviously you don't want to you don't want to hold yourself back from making jumps like that mm-hmm. because even if you don't reach that level that you jump to, yeah, you're much further along than when you started. Exactly. So regardless, you're making progress, but you got to make sure you're open minded to see where the opportunity is to adapt and to grow and to fit into the team structure yeah and once you do understand that structure mm-hmm. the freedom is there to be you yeah and that's what this game is all about mm-hmm. it's 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 meant to enjoy it's for the players exactly but in order for you to enjoy it you have to be successful at it mm-hmm. and to be successful at it you got to help your team be successful first yeah. 
Exactly. That's all we got. We That's lost we a got. little bit of video, but most of you guys are listening on audio anyways. Yeah. So if you are, be sure to uh, give us a subscribe and a like and a review and a share. Yeah. And a comment, you know, comment, maybe. Maybe you want to hear us talk about something that we haven't talked about yet. You know, we'd... yeah. Give us some ideas. Yeah. We're We're, we're kind of running out of ideas. Yeah. We're supposed to do a World Cup preview, but we keep having technical difficulties. Done that three times. Had another te- technical difficulty today. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. So this was episode 39. Not sure what I'm going to call it yet. Something about adaptation. There you go. But I guess you'll find out whenever you read the title. Yeah. 